You know, he never gave these guys the second verse with his tune. We got too much to Give do. it a kick. We're going to ease into it. Okay. Prime Blessing Stevie Slaps at Vegas Hockey Hotline. This is going to be good fun. Great hockey game. Ouch, painful result. You're coming home. Full house, you got to win the two at home. And I guess the first order of business, as sad as it sounds, is you got to get the split. You know, I mean, even just get it back to Colorado. But game three, got to have this one. Absolutely true. All right. Well, the tune is usually indicative of one thing and one thing only. Hello. Hello. He's here. Ken Bolke, Vegas, kind enough to join us the day after. Um, It's funny. Monday night. Like, it was hideous. It was awful. And, like, that it was happened. Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. Well, I tried to. F- I did the same I, thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Memorial Day. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have holidays. I don't I don't work. Well, so. nor do I. We work, too, right? I don't have we, a job. I, so. I don't. Yeah. But you're right. It happens. It was bad. It was ugly. Use all the reasons why it happened. It's, it's still an excuse. Montreal didn't seem to bother them. Okay. So be it. Then they come back, show up, play a phenomenal game. Flurry was battling. They survived the first period. Then figured a lot out. We were just talking about it before we went on. And in many, many long stretches of the game there, the back half of the game, Vegas was deserving of winning that game. Post, sorry, Post is part of the goalie's thing. You know, I mean, he could put it in. But Vegas played the right way. Would you for the first time agree with yeah. that? You can't get in a track meet with these guys. No, they, they need to play very simple. Red line and in, and then... They've got to be really aggressive defending their blue line, which in a way is a conservative style of playing because you're up on the blue line and you're basically saying, you're going to chip it in over us. We're going to go back and get it. And if we give up some zone time because of it, so be it. They finally got there in the third period and you saw it start going in the right direction. And I think the part that we've all been concerned about in them playing that style is will they get enough scoring chances and will they be able to bury their scoring chances when they get them? I think they got plenty. I think they had enough opportunities that they're going to bury some of those moving forward. Like, this isn't Dallas. They're not shooting the puck into the guy's chest night time after time after time. They hit some posts. They missed a couple breakaways. Were a couple shots that maybe you could have gotten a little better, a couple good blocks, but I think for the most part they proved in that period. You play that way, you can do this. Oh, by the way, on the post thing, just to throw this out there, Randon wins the game. The, what was it? Thirty seconds earlier. Yeah, that's as inside a post as yeah. you can get. I yeah. mean, that thing. You know, it was, that was almost post to post and in. Their team's really good. Like the Colorado's really good. You, yeah. you need. You're going to need some luck. 
And like whether you, I, I'm with you. A post is not a shot on goal. A post is part of the goalie's pads. I'm I'm with you on all of it. But at the same time, if I put no goalie in there and told the guy posting in and then posting out, they can't do it. Right. It's luck. Like they can no, hit the no, post a lot. No so it, so in that regard, if puck luck is a thing, yeah. that's the one. The one that was of all the posts, and it's funny. Smith hit three at least. It's Marcius's. Bingo. Yeah. The Marjuso one, because the angle that they gave us for the replay, it couldn't have been more perfect. I'm still trying to figure out, like, it's like a physics thing. Like, how did it happen? The, the shot was, it was by Grubauer. It was by him. No, no, no he touched it. I, I'm saying it was literally oh, okay. all by him and the gloves out, and it, it hit the very back top of his glove and it moved about an inch and a half right. to the right and clank <laughs> that's the one that hurt yeah and that, that i mean yeah that would have that would have been a big one real big one because the way they scored the way they generated that chance that would have been three two and that could have very well got him the game the, 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 the big thing to me is i felt like at stretches and times in that game they got to where they needed to get to but but there's also this fact of they didn't really get there until they were tied. And so my thought is, well, if they needed to be tied to get there, what are they going to think about when they come home? They're going to get arrogant and self-confident but, again, and, and I think they're going to go back to trying to play but, an open but game. But the one, the one thing in terms of the flow of the game, Stevie, what Ken's talking about, I get it. You know, you're on the road, hostile environment, the whole nine yards. There's that survive the first ten minutes thing. They started okay. Then Vegas treated the puck like it was radioactive. They're lucky it was only 2-1. As great a game as Smith played, I mean, it was a horrible turnover. Flurry kept them in it. And after one period, you're like, you're lucky to be only down 2-1. And about the five or six-minute mark of the second period, Vegas kicked it in with a level of desperation you could see. And I don't know. Smith was a lunatic all night long. But out of nowhere, at about the three, four minute mark of the second period, Tuck went haywire. And like Tuck was yeah. all over the place. So they all, and all four lines, I thought they rolled four lines. I thought they played very, very well. But they, they kicked it into another gear. Now the question is does that continue? Does that momentum, do they build off that? Yes, you're frustrated you lost. But if you play like that, we kind of heard this stuff before. But if they play the way they played the last 30 minutes of that game, they're breathing. Yeah, I, th- I did feel like they got better as as the game went along last night. And I was thinking, okay, they can build on that confidence and bring that into game three. But then Ken makes a good point. What if they go back to, you know, the, the arrogant style? That well, in the that fans they... and, the, and to play to the crowd. Mm-hmm. They got to they have the, Cam, we said this for the game seven of the Minnesota thing, is Minnesota's going to come in here and try to play the perfect road game. And it would behoove Vegas to kind of play the perfect That's road right. game. That's exactly don't, right. Don't yeah. get, don't get exactly and especially right. against these guys, don't get sucked in. Because if if up and down the ice, yeah, you can do that against a lot of teams in this league and you'll be the better for it. This is not the team to do that no, with. They can't. They they flat out can't do it. And And watching the replay, I was able to watch the first couple of periods back. You can even see it when you... 
when when you're just simply watching like let's watch for mistakes let's see when it mm-hmm. happens and they'll get a chance Sakara made an awesome pass across to Petrangelo Petrangelo rips it on goal but he's too far in when he takes the shot so that when the rebound comes out he's on the wrong side of the puck and you can stop the video right there and say that's going to be a problem play Boom, down the other way, Rantanen takes a shot between Martinez's legs, great save. Mm -hmm. You play that way, you will lose every single time. And my fear is coming back home, especially after playing the right way for 25, 30, 40 minutes in that game and losing is going to be awfully difficult to come back to your building 100%, no masks, everyone's pumped. It's going to be hard to play the quote-unquote perfect road game in your own building. So many good things in the game. You didn't win, but so many good things. Again, of the things that were problematic, mentioned they got really careless with the puck uh, the back half of the first period. Fortunately, it was only 2-1. But Petrangelo, I mean, the gap on the one really got caught on, on the first goal. He's been a problem. He's been a problem. We knew he was going to be. And, and this is also a horribly unfair series to judge Petrangelo's future and his... This is a tough spot. He's being asked to play a lot of minutes against McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog. He's going to have some errors in his own end. We've got to praise the guy when he has a 40-minute stretch like he had where they did not have all that much going. So, to me, Petrangelo was not the issue. If he has one bad gap and it turns into a goal, it is what it is. My bigger issue is he is the beginning of pushing the envelope offensively that opens the game back up. The, He's trying to push offense. The D can't. activated a lot last night and it, it was beneficial. You got to be careful how when you did they did it very very well. Yep. So I don't let this fall through the cracks cuz it's kind of the guy he is and it shouldn't be. How good was Holden last night? I mean I I thought, you know, he he was jumping down low doing a lot of good things. He's played very well. Yeah, he he played well last night. I thought White Cloud played well last night. Haig, too. Yeah. And here's the problem. What if McNabb comes off COVID? Who goes out? Can I ask a question? Yes, Yes, you you may. may. Where is Braden McNabb? What state is he currently in? Oh, you brought that up on the phone yesterday. (laughs) And I'm like, like, that's food for thought. Where is he? When, when he? When did this test come down? It came down in Minnesota. We know he was in Minnesota because he played a game. So your point is, he's still there. If the test came down in Minnesota, he's still there per se, unless they th- throw a a plane there to get him. Can you is, I private? Don't, like, can I you don't do that? Know. I can't. The, you're saying your point is, is he literally, you know, sitting in bed watching soap operas in St. Paul? Yeah. And do, we if, know, do we know what hotel they stay in when they go to St. Paul? Do I we don't. call the hotel and ask for his room? Yeah. I don't know if that works anymore, but I'm sure my, my, my press credentials are dead if I do that. But, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's a serious question. And, and more so beyond that is every day that ticks away, you have to understand he's probably not skating. He's probably not doing much. He's not going to be able to just jump back into this series and be elite Braden McNabb. Not that he is all that time, but sometimes he can be. I wouldn't take him out any. I, I wouldn't right. take Holden or Hague out after that game anyway. Sorry. I mean, you know, we watch and notice things. So if we're going to play a game of where's Waldo with Braden McNabb. <laughs> I know where yeah, he's going. Yeah, where's the where other was a certain goaltender last night? No clue. 
absolutely no clue. And and I said it outside to you earlier, and I'll say it right now. There's two players that continue to be the center of attention on this organization, and neither of them affect the team at all. One is the backup goalie, and the other one's the bum that keeps getting suspended and giving up five-minute majors in Game 7s. Why are those two constantly the center of attention, and how is this team better for it? They're not, is the answer. The center of attention should be how well they played. The other thing is like, well, can we get more offensively out of Mark Stone? Can we get more out of Shea Theodore? But no, it's where is the backup goalie, and when is the... I keep trying to not use the four-letter G word, coming back, but that's what he has become. I'm trying to not use that term because I understand there's some problems with that term. Whatever you want to call it. The guy who used to be an enforcer who now is a habitual line stepper. So let me ask you this question, Ken. Is, is the backup goaltender with a five-year, five million a year contract, is he expen- – I mean, you can't – just get rid of you can't move on from are there, him now, right? Yeah, he's, are there brother? He's here. Well, we have, right? but, but again, it's like, okay, where is he? Uh, did he get nicked up? Did something happen? Or it's just you. I mean, Eddie Olchek, and he's not. He's not the backup. I mean, you know, when we knew what was going on, but I mean, if what if flurry. Uh, ankle sprain or a groin or something, and you're sitting there staring. Hey, Logan Thompson got a nice award from the AHL, yeah, but is I, that what you want to be doing I in mean, the quarterfinals? I mean, beyond anything, it's like, what if Vegas had scored early and then Flurry had to come out and they had to put him in with a lead? Like That's the position that you're like, well, wait a minute. Where is this guy? We have $12 million in goalies. Why is Logan Thompson the backup? Like, if you're willing, and again, I, I just we've said it all season long. How nice would it have been to have a five million dollar goal scorer on that roster well, last night I instead guess, of Dylan Sakara, who actually thought played okay, but like, come on. And, and honestly, I don't. I could care less. You know, couldn't care less. If you could care less, you should. That's a grammar thing. It's couldn't care I less. Couldn't care. It's yeah. like it's like everybody. Ninety percent of the populace. Thank you. You got. I will it. take that and say it one yeah, more time. Yeah, because if if you could care less, then you should. Then you, right. So what? What should you're I trying say? to say? I could not care less. So right. couldn't care less. Because if you could care less, okay, then I then you're, you're you're saying the opposite no, of what you're trying listen, to say. <laughs> listen, this is a full service hockey show. All right. So it's I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. Is yeah. grammatically. Yeah. My mother, when I was a kid, everything. I mean, I don't. When I was doing TV, I do this nonsense. Whether it's good or bad, that's up to you. I the couldn't. I, I couldn't care less. But my mother would correct, correct me grammatically. Ninety-eight percent of the population, where we're at, that's redundant. It's where where we are. Where we it's are. Not where we at. Where we're at. It's it's where. Well, that's like slang. Yeah, but it's redundant. Well, yeah, but where are we? It's not where we at. Like, what's up? What does that even mean? That's slang. <laughs> what was the word? Who used the big word? Rich Ang. Oh, yeah. What was that one? Unscrupulous? No. Oh, inscrutable. No. Inscrutable? Okay. Well, yeah, we're big, big words today. All right. But the, the goalie thing. The $12 million men. That's a TV show. I'd watch it. <laughs> I would actually probably turn it off and watch forward help. <laughs> but, okay, you've come this far. It's the, luxury, it's the luchu- luxury you had 
in the, in the regular season or whatever, and you get away. But then if you get the, here, I don't care he had a bad game off the shelf, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they all had a bad game. That has nothing to do with the one game. Again, here we are with the wonder and what... Hey, don't forget, we're not that far removed from the the two and a half, three weeks, whatever he was out. Yep. And left them twisting in the wind. Yep. Then, one of the most unbelievable things ever, the way it was squelched, what he said about the vaccine and... and Everybody put the Sasquatch foot on that. And what was it? A week later, that they did so. exactly what he said. Yeah. And then the league, the protocols change. I don't know. We've seen in the past, and if if this had anything to do with it, he's wrong. Remember Patrick Waugh waving bye bye because he felt he got hung out to dry. And they yep. let him get, yep. get in there and take a powder. Well, the whole point of him playing in that game is. And by the way, if Leonard wins the first game, I bet you they come right back with him. I don't. I, okay, that, that's neither here nor there. But he's playing. If, so if that is, if your scenario is right, then it doesn't matter if he gives up 15. Correct. The point of him playing that night was to get flurry rest. It was so, a combination so, of getting flurry rest and the fact of we're probably going to lose a couple games down the road in this series. We're going to need this guy. Yep. We need to get him a game. I can't have his last game being the Colorado game that we had 15 skaters. So if that's his last game and then he's not even there last night, I mean, I mean, there's a well, lot to talk about. We're talking about this. Well, there's also the Twitter thing. He's silent for months on Twitter yeah. during the season. Suddenly, he's everywhere. <laughs> Responding with gifts of the world blowing up, which didn't go so well for him after the world blew up. But, you know, that he's talking about a whole bunch of different things on Twitter, and then he isn't there, and boop disappears it's gone i can only imagine and i know this because i know the golden knights organization put your phone down bud stop tweeting mm-hmm. like nobody on the team tweets no one a statement from zach Whitecloud, an amazing statement from zach Whitecloud, went out through the golden knights before it went out through zach Whitecloud. Mm-hmm. you have to get these things what approved. was the he one doesn't. you told was it you or jason who was in here last week uh-oh no, I hate when there's opinions that I'm not sure are no, mine no, it's or Jason's because no, no, it makes me nervous. No, no, no. What did he say? No, it's not an opinion. It's, <laughs> it's, it was it was either one of you guys, and forgive me for not remembering which, said after a locker room clean-out after a season had ended, it was either you or Jason had asked Riley Smith about maybe the, the wrist injury or something, or something, and it's the season's over. And the, Still no answer. And the answer was, well, the club's policy is not to talk yeah. about injury, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but it must yeah. have been Jason. Then, right. I, 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 yeah, I think I think it, you're on the right track, though. They just, yeah, they they follow their rules, and and I get why they would follow their rules. They've got it pretty good here. A lot of them, they live in an awesome area. They've got an awesome training facility. They got a great rink to play in. They've been winning games. They're a good team. There's nothing wrong with playing here. Nobody wants to not play here. Yeah, there are some issues. There are some loyalty issues. There are some issues with how good the team actually is. But there's nobody sitting here saying, I need out. And so they'll follow the rules. But in this case, he just has some of his own rules. Nobody else has ever been able to grab the microphone and talk. That doesn't happen, but he has. (laughs) You know, there's certain things that it just, he's different. 
And that's fine if you want to allow that and be part of it. But it seems like it's consistently been the center of attention when you're the backup goalie. Well, other guys are saying, well, wait a minute, different rules for different guys. Right. That becomes... And that's an argument. That's a fair argument as well. And, of course, he has a trump card on all of it, which is which makes it even more tricky to, well, you're treating him differently, and then, you, well, yeah, we are, of course, we should. And you should. But it's a tough situation. And, again, it's just, it brings you back to why are the centers of attention the two least important people on the team? How about, how about the other guys in the room? I, I, if, if I was a player, I think I'd be upset that the guy leaves... You know, and we don't have. Well, a we don't know. Goal. Hold on, we, we, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't. They could well, have. They well, can. This is the. This is part of what we're. They could have said, "Hey, we're sending you home," for whatever reason. They could have told we, you we, stay don't, in the we, hotel. Don't, we don't. We don't know. know. Yeah, we we have know. no idea. But either way, I mean, I, I where like you're talking about the other players in the room. I don't think they care. Really, Mark Andre Fleury's in the goal. Okay, but I'm. We're good. What What if something happens? They don't think like that. Okay, we think like that. We We like the. We, you know, we like it's third down. Should we run because we're going on fourth down? They don't think like that. Yeah. They're, they have, we've got Marc-Andre Fleury. We've got to win this game. We're going to play better, and we're about to do it. And then when they don't, it's like, oh, man, I wonder what happened there. Or if it had happened, but they, they don't think like that, There's, and nor there, should they. You can't have the doomsday theory and be an elite athlete. I just don't think you can. Well, what about this? That's the, why I'm not. The soldier kind of theory of, you know, it's not the only reason. But. <laughs> you're, you're part of us. You should be with us. You know, well, fight, unless, fight unless whatever you're doing. Unless with he was told to leave or yeah. whatever the reason. We don't know. We don't have the. Uh, we don't have the reason. What is this mouse to? Oh, uh, that computer. I accidentally click it all the time, and then I wonder: yeah, Is yeah, like yeah, the yeah. world going to shut down? Am I going to tweet oh, so something? You're, you're running commercials that at, no one yeah, can yeah, hear yeah, at yeah. Robin Leonard, <laughs> it's like from Brian Blessing. You know. You know what though? We'll, we'll get one of those. We get a trap door. You, you, <laughs> and then it, it's the mouse with the yeah. trap door, and he disappears. I'm just out of you here. You can set it in that nest. That's all right. I, if it's one. not doing anything, I just I just keep clicking it. Fiddling with my hand movements. All right, so they're back home. What was what do you think their mindset is after last night? Is was that we could play with them? Yeah. No. I mean, I think I think there there there's been a belief in that locker room. And it comes directly from the head coach of, are you guys hearing what they're saying about Colorado? Everyone thinks they're way better than you. We know they're not. We're going to go show them that they're not. But and I think they you proved fa- wait, wait, wait a minute. I mean, okay. We know coach speak. We know bulletin board stuff and your manufacturer stuff. When, okay, he decides, DeBoer press conference you're up in Colorado why are we even here yeah. well, wait a minute he's sending the message yeah. no no but who who are they that were saying this me all the reporters we all think Colorado's going to win the series everyone uh, everyone uh, covering I've, the team picked Colorado well before the year I've got Colorado and Carolina in correct the I have Colorado and Tampa Carolina doesn't look good and, but the, the issue is the we're painted into a corner of like saying they have no chance. I've never said they had no chance. I said it's a high hill. And like the, the analogy I used yesterday is the Golden Knights are standing at the bottom of the Avalanche logo looking up. Like you need to climb all the way to the top and there's snow coming down. And good luck, fellas. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's possible if they have the right shoes and one of those spiky things, maybe. But like, what do they call the Sasquatch shoes? Those are they just snowshoes? I, I think they're, they're like tennis shoes, rackets, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are snowshoes. I, I don't know, but I just think that there is a true belief that Colorado's better. They're better than you. The problem is, I think the Golden Knights need to adopt that and say, yes, you guys are all right. But the, the reason why we're going to win this series is because we're going to play a style that they can't. See, And they're not so, doing here, it get, enough. Me, They've done me, it one period out of six. Let me give you an analogy. One because I, I actually won. St- we had a brutal fight in the show about the first show about the Shifley hit. But then I actually won him over. Because he just said in passing in a sentence, he said, well, Boston's the better team than the Islanders. And I'm like, oh, time out. Boston maybe has better players, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they're the better team. And he goes, yeah, okay, maybe I, I could buy into that. It's that kind of thing, right? Whereas a, the collective and the style, other teams can have better players. Well, wait a minute. Vegas was the best team last night. They didn't win. Right. Okay. So the other team could be a better team, but you can still beat them. But but I think that in the New York-Boston series, I think New York's aware of how they have to play to win. That's true. I don't think Vegas fully is. I think there's a belief of, like, we're going to be able to play this way, and that's how we're going to get to where we need to get to. And then once we get there, we're actually better than them, and we're going to show it. It reminds me so much of the last series. Minnesota comes in here. Game one, they did exactly what they needed to do. Game two, for a majority of it, they did exactly what they needed to do. They got their split. They went back home, and they told themselves, look how close we were to them in their building. Guess what it's going to be in our building? We've got all the matchups. We've got all this. Let's play wild hockey. They played wild hockey. They got their butts kicked for five out of the six periods. Because you can't play that way when you're not as good as the other team. And I just, I hope I'm wrong. I know the Golden Knights can do it. I just saw it. If they play the same way, they can beat this team. Four to five, I don't know. But they can beat this team at home. I just don't know that they're going to be willing to give, be committed to that style of play in front of 18,000 So isn't that one of those things where these guys are... And that's coaching. You you let them catch a nap on the plane. Or you have them start watching on the plane going home. What you did in the final 30 minutes of that game. There were several things from if they were adjustments or it was guys just finally buying in or doing what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. They took the neutral zone away for the most part. Well, first of all, they protected the puck better, so they weren't running around coughing up a lung in in their own In all three zones, yes. Okay. They took the neutral zone away. Stevie was saying, well, you need more from Stone offensively. I would say the Stone... That line played very well against McKinnon's line. I'm having a hard I'm having a hard time with that because there's a part of me that does say I've got to get points out of Mark Stone. I have to. But there's also a part of me that says if I were to be told that for the rest of the series that line has zero and the McKinnon line well, has zero, I think well, I'm taking it. Well, well, you are because you. So should, I don't I, know. I think you should be if you're if we sit here as a collective and say, hey. You know, they deserved a better fight. Didn't happen. Goalies do stuff like that or whatever. Puck luck. Posts, yeah. Okay. But if that's the way we play, if this is what they're saying, 
the rest of the way, kind of like your chances. And you're saying the pros, the cons, you weigh whatever. If you're negating that other line. Which they did. They did. The chances that Vegas had, you would like to say, although that's kind of what we said against Demko and others last year in the bubble. I felt like these chances were a lot more dangerous than well, yeah. those. No, Maybe a little bit against Hudobin at different times, but for the most part, I would say that. I just I look at the way that, they, that they're playing, and I liked the term DeBoer used today, which he called it early gap. Their early gaps were great, which allowed them to have good late gaps. Because if you have the right gap, but McKinnon's already at full speed. He's not getting you lost. It's, There's a, no it's all about thing. not letting him right. skate downhill. They said, like, the, we need to be in good defending position. Well, that doesn't exist if he's moving fast. And they, so it's early gaps. The, adjust, the If there was an adjustment, or at least the players were very much more prepared, if it was a scouting thing or mindful of it, the play where we saw McCarr from the right point find the guy diagonally through the high slot who was jumping Sick. down. Vegas had sticks in the lane. Two, yeah. And and they tried it a couple of times, but Vegas was ready for it. When the other night, it's like, it happened again. Yeah. Well, they did, They were not ready for McKinnon in the high slot. They're still not ready for that. And I think that's something that they're waiting to kind of unleash. We saw it once. I think they're gonna. You're gonna see it more. You're gonna see it more on the power play. You're gonna see it more here because the Golden Knights don't have the answer to defending that. You, you, he's too good. You cannot give him that amount of space. And if you come up and challenge him, it just opens everything up. It's such a hard situation to defend. Can I? I apologize. No, go ahead. I'll ask you, and then have Ken follow. I think I have the answer. Do you? Good luck. I doubt it. I never have answers to his questions. <laughs> Do you go after last night? And say the glass is half full. Hey, figured something out here. Or do you go, holy hell, we lost a game when we shut McKinnon down. Which which one well, is so it? I I thought again. Ken Ken's point keeps sticking in my head. I thought after last night's game, okay, they're going to come home with confidence and they're, and, and they're going to play better. But then, and I hadn't thought about this. And I think Ken's right. They're going to play to the crowd. And, and they're going to get away from why they played a good game last night. Yeah, I think there are there are ways that, and you saw it in the second period, if the Avs aren't on top of their game, aren't playing their absolute best game, which I didn't think the Avs did for a little bit of that game, what will happen is playing that simple style, that safe conservative style, will lead to them making mistakes, you getting chances, and the crowd will be in it, and you can continue building on that. But if they're defending the way that Colorado can, and the way that I have, I thought we were going to see more of this in this series, we haven't seen it enough, a little bit in the third third period... I think the way the Golden Knights want this series is red line, dump it in. Colorado gets it, has to come all the way through, red line, dump it in. Vegas gets it, comes all the way through, red line, dump it in. And for 15 possessions in a row, nothing happens. That's what I think Vegas wants. I just don't think they're committed to playing that way at home. This is a hard one to even think of I'm asking the question the right way. Because you don't want not, not to talk out of both sides of your mouth. We're saying play the smart game, do the things you, you you know that you believe are right to ultimately win four games against these guys. But conceivably, though, could they not come home with a real stone in their shoe and the crowd 
and that adrenaline thing and go ballistic and jump on them. And in, and but then the key would be, don't view that as this false sense of security. Turn it off. Yeah. But so, you know, I'm, I'm saying so. I mean, there's part of me says go for it. I mean, you got you know, send a message, step on their neck. But then you're like, at the same time, yeah, that worked tonight, but you still got to win three more. Yeah. It's while I see what you're saying. It's and, like, and I don't know. I, don't I can know understand answer. this belief of like, let's try to utilize that first period to our advantage. We've gotten our butts kicked in the first period both of these times. Let's try to go at them early. And maybe if you are able to steal a goal or two in the first period, then you can back off, start playing with good gaps, start playing that safe game, and get yourself to the finish line. I think, to me, the focus should be, if you think that's going to work, go for it for for game three. You can't be thinking, how are we going to win four out of five? Because if you think that way, you will lose. Because you can't. They're probably not going to do it. But the way that they have to view is what is the best case scenario for us in the next period? And I completely understand that belief. I would probably tell my players not to do that just solely because I know if they don't execute it 100% perfectly, we're down 3-1 in the first period again. Mm. And if you're down 3-1 to this team and, and down 2 nothing in the series, it's 3-1, See, you're done. You're in, done. In the, and and the problem is... Well, not the these games are great and the, the first one wasn't the, yeah but you know what i mean overall the chess match the in in the mindset the passion the hitting the the hate builds up it, it's one of those things you got the one thing you got to be cautious of if you do say we're going to throw the sink at these guys we've seen this it's almost the boxer analogy you kind of punch yourself out yeah 100% and then you're like well that happened uh was a game? Was a game one or, or the Minnesota. game? The Minnesota game. The, the, the twenty-two to one in the second yeah. period. You throw the sink at him, and then you're sitting there. What's going on? Yep. And then all of a sudden, one comes in, and your heart's ripped right out of your chest. One offside goal takes. You take one back on you. What? What were your thoughts on DeBoer last night? In regard to very whiny, very oh, whiny. Okay. My wife was watching, and she embellishing. goes embellishing. I didn't notice this. She says, what was wrong with him? I go, what do you mean? She was like, something's like, why don't you on the bench? It's like, something's bugging him. I don't know. I I, 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 I didn't notice. My, realization she, of what his team is? <laughs> my, my wife said that. What's like, bugging him? The realization that he's about to lose again. Well, it's been Primrose Lane around here. I mean, Until the games matter for him. Well, we. I mean, honestly, I mean, like we didn't coin the name prickly pete before he got here no i mean this is what he is in the playoffs but like i thought that was a conscious decision to go out there and whine about the refs and i have to believe that's because his players were whining about the refs and the embellishment well and so he's sending a message but it just came across like i somebody post i'm assuming it's a it's an abs fan posted on my timeline but it's real there's like a wheel of excuses it's real. Why do they keep making excuses? We were tired. He, he said that again. We well, played better because we didn't play game seven well, maybe, 48 maybe hours ago. Maybe it's easier when you win. But I thought Bednar's comments after game one were like, yeah, I mean, I had, he's like, yeah, I had an issue, you know, with the Reeves thing at the po- bottom of the pile. I, you know, but though the other stuff, he's like, 
it's a playoff series. It's hockey, and they were they're down big, and we knew they're going to come I think at. They it. Asked him about I have no problem. Yeah, yeah. the, the Pacioretty thing. Like whatever he said. Did he even say it was? A, it's a smart play. It's a, it's, a, it's a good play. What he did. He might have got him a little high, but so, it is what it is. Like so. Yeah, I mean, and maybe it's right, e- won. Maybe it's easier to take the high road yeah. when you win. Yeah. But 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 it, it brings me back to San Jose Vegas. You're a clown. Don't listen to that clown. It brings me back to that. Like, Bednar's not going to call him a clown, but it's the same clownish stuff that's going on here. The stuff that Gallant made him think, that guy's just a clown. (laughs) That's what's happening again. Like, Gallant's issue was DeBoer claimed in the media that Gallant was yelling at Evander Kane. Why are you saying that in the media? And now this one. I don't blame the refs. I blame their players. What do you think's going on their bulletin board? Sure. They think we're embellishing. The final score is 10 to 4 or 10 to 3. Embellishing. Yeah, okay. Well, you're getting beat. Like that's what's happening. And and so I just thought that was a great opportunity to walk out of that game, go into that press conference, pass on that question. He knows how to pass on questions. Pass on that question and say, we played excellent. The last 40 minutes of that game, we play like that, we're going to win game three, we're going to win game four, and we're coming right back here. I think that's what you should have done. Instead of going whining. Not that I'm in this business, but could you not defend him by saying, unless I don't remember this correctly, didn't he do that in the bubble, we're we're doing great. If we keep doing this, we're gonna. Be, did he not yeah, do? But, did he not do that last year? That okay. didn't work either. I'm just but, gonna say I'm tired of the excuses. But what the they were doing in the bubble was a losing effort. Last night, well, was this one not, ain't looking so it, good. Last night right was not. Either. Well, you can't. We're not gonna do what we did in game one. But what they did for the last thirty minutes of that game, and they that game when the last thirty minutes was one to one. And the better chances were Vegas's. But you, but, that, that's but, all true. And they, and they played way better. But I, I kept thinking of the bubble. The, and, and Riley Smith and, and Tuck got all those opportunities, but couldn't get one home. I know. I know. But, but here's, I know. So, okay, so you're, you're asking about him. And maybe it is him. But these guys, coaches, coach speak, GM speak, whatever, right? We know the games they, they play. Everything they say. There's a re- there's a yep. reason they say it for sure. So I guess my calls. my question to you then would be, if he's going this route, what's the end game? I mean, is this a, it's a read on he the message calls? he sends? Yeah, but the message he sends. Well, is he sending a? So he's throwing smoke a smoke flare up for the league, or, yeah. or what's he saying to his team? He has. He, he's got their back. I think he thinks he's saying, he, I, we, "I've Does got he? your back." But yeah. at the same time, I think he's also it saying, "We're not good enough." If they don't, if they're calling stuff that that isn't there, we're going to lose. You know I think that's what he believes. But at the same, he's, that's not the message he's portraying. I think what he's portraying is he's got a guy coming off the bench time and time and time again saying, "I didn't touch him. He dropped his stick. I didn't grab him. He chicken winged me. I didn't do this." They're grabbing their face. They're throwing their helmets off. And he's like, I'm, I'm sick of hearing this from my players. I'm going to tell the league. And that was his way of telling the I, league. But I, I just, it's funny that we're even... I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it, it's whiny. It's interesting. It is whiny. But, but if you think about it, 
he's not been that way. The one night he got chirpy and, and he he kind of got up. Which, by the way, was a game in which they played great against Colorado Hello. and lost. That's where I was going. Yeah. That that was five minutes, ten minutes after the realization you lost to the guys you're probably going to bump into. Oh, by the way, maybe he has a hundred thousand dollar bonus to be the coach of the Presidents Cup team, and he knew Colorado wasn't going to lose two games to L.A. Yeah, so there was part of that. Or it was much bigger than just that. It's like something about going against those guys. He's seeing something that's but, bugging but, him. But I think I think the part that I can't kind of parse is on one end, he's constantly throwing this message of like, why does everyone keep saying we're not as good as this team? We've proven it. We're going to prove it again. We've proven it all year long in the regular season. And then on the other end, he's whining about excuses about why yeah, it's but, not I mean, happening. But this has happened since the beginning of sports. You know the us against the world mentality. Are they all coaches? I mean, I just, many do. I well, but the thing is, does it? You have to read the room. Does, does it work? You know, is that what is, he's is saying? It, I don't know. It's not I, what he's saying. He's saying he's not saying it's us against the world. He's saying you guys are all wrong. This isn't a big gap between these two teams. Everyone's wrong. So it's not like. An us against the world, like an, they're, they're, they don't view themselves as an underdog. Only if you ask them, you're well, an underdog. Well, they don't view it that way. Even well, then though, why, they need then why to. is he bringing that to the forefront? Listen, let's cut that a chase here. This is Lollipopville, you know. I mean, the, the media, the whole nine yards. It's you know, this is Candyland. Well, there's a reason for it, but yeah, some but of I, the people that ask questions can't. But that's <clears throat> a okay. different story. So. What, I got to know, what did you think of the Shifley hit? It's bad. You can't. It's charging. He hit him pretty high. He's, he makes no play on the puck. But at the same time, I don't think that's some sort of like horribly malicious play. He wants to go down and make the right play. He realizes, I'm going to be late. I'm going pretty fast. I might as well clobber this guy because we just lost. All right, CB and I, I, I just... That's how I. Do I it. He cannot, deserves to get suspended. I want to see what player safety does here because I'm looking. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But first, then they're going the distance traveled. Well, what the hell is he supposed to do? He put his head down. The puck goes the other end. There's an empty net. He's the first guy getting back. He's flying back. If you watch it, he actually goes glide path about the last ten yards, and then. You know, in the, in the bang bang moment, yeah, but he didn't stick his stick out to play the puck. But he turned and hit him from the side. He didn't go in elbows up. It was nasty ass. I mean, there's no getting around that. But I don't think it's malicious or anything. I just think he was trying to make the right play and then got there too late and was like, well, the guy headlock. I was in a headlock a minute ago. We just lost Steve, game one. Stevie said that. We just lost game one of the series. But I'm it, moving pretty fast. Yeah, but no, 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 no. They, but the, Let's see, lay this dude out. No, 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 no. But the, the point is, did they... Were they down one another? Because he's coming back, and literally, as it goes off his stick and goes into the empty net, he hits him. He's trying to prevent the empty net goal. They're only down a goal. I mean... He knows what's happening. The puck's down there in so much time. He knows. You knew it. The second the puck went down there and you see Evans going after it, you're like, see ya. Good night, Winnipeg. Yeah. And then it was good night someone else, unfortunately. Yeah, well, this one will be interesting because there are those, 
Suspend him for the series. No, you know, it's it, not. It, it, I, you're deciding the series if you do that, by the way. He's their best player. There is a portion of what's happening here that has to go to precedent, though. If he gets off easy here, are we just allowing there to be a train track directly to empty net opportunities here? Like, we can't have that. I, now, that play is rare. There's not a lot of wrap around empty netters. I get Those that. were Maurice's words. It's a rare it is, play. And it is. He's right. How are Paul Maurice and Pete DeBoer best friends? You know, they are so polar opposite. Really Mar- How about Maurice? It was a, it's a heavy hit. The league will look at it. I'll never forget a day. What would Deborah said? They were. Play- it didn't happen. Imagine this one. They were playing it. Uh, the Jets were playing in Buffalo. Whiny's still there. Jake McCabe blew him up. I mean, he got a concussion out of it. Open ice hit. It was a good hockey hit. Right after the game, most coaches would be whining. At Maurice like, it's a good hit. No. You know, I mean, he he. Says what he thinks. I like him. No, DeBoer does not. <laughs> so, And I think part of that is because DeBoer's aware, self-aware of the way he interacts with players. It's not, he's not elite at interacting with players. So in, these are some of the moments where he gets to send messages to them. He'll take it. Paul, Paul Maurice is like, I don't care what I say in the media because I know that my players know who I am. I don't think DeBoer's that confident in it. Tomorrow, nor should he be. We'll be out at Sunset Station tomorrow. Steve Carp from Simbin.Vegas will we'll dive into this. Don't forget, spin the wheel. Terrible Herbs, they're home. $1,000 VGK game day giveaway. The power play, Adam S. Kuttner. Win tickets to a future game. Mention the hat trick special. John Smith subs, 9701 West Flamingo. 20% off a sub, fries, and a drink. Uh, what are you you're doing the Periscope things up Periscope? Yeah, after, uh, every, after game, every game. After every game we do it. I'm, I'm going to do a little Language study. Is- yeah, it's a little rough. It needs a little work. It's a little rough. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the first word last night wasn't hello. What do you think it should have been after that game? Like, tell me any Golden Knight fan that has any other word oh, other than the one I used scaring, to open that. Periscope. Scaring children Sorry. in the well, first word. Watch the game. That scares children too. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Ken Volke, Stevie. Good job, buddy. Take care, buddy. All right. Listen, we've got. TC and Ballpark, the boys are in the on-deck circle.